welcome to another Making Sense of It with me, Emma Kenny. And me, Pierre Smith. Do you like the consistency of our introductions? I do. I changed it then, though. French. Let me see. Uh, you called yourself Pierre. Pierre. Yeah. What was the rationale for that? It's Well, some people say it's French for Peter, but it's not, is it really? It's just Pierre. It is French for Peter. Oh, is it? Yeah. So not some people, it's the truth. But if you called a kid Pierre in England, people wouldn't call you Peter, they'd call you Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> right. It'd be really awkward, wouldn't let's, it? Let's, let's do the intro again then, so then I can do it. Just, no, no, just no, for the no, it's fine. All I'm saying is... Oh, because I'm going to call myself Pedro then. <laughs> what I'm saying though is, if in England you called your kid Pierre, yeah. people would refer to them as Pierre, and it'd be dead confusing if they were like, no, it's Peter. Yeah. Well, how do you spell it? P-I-E-R-R-E. Oh, that's Pierre. But it's Peter. Yeah. It's, it it's like when Alexia, my sister, in a class, had a kid, and she shouted out the register... And it got to Yvonne, and everybody just looked blank. And then about five minutes into it, a kid went, you mean Wyvone? And some parent had called their kid Wyvone. <sighs> yeah, because it had a Y at the beginning. They called it what, nearly as good as me calling somebody Sayavan for three years. Yeah, Sayavan. Because I thought it was how you went. Yeah. Hello, Sayavan. Sayabachan. Sayavan. Sayabachan. That's like a hit. Sayabachan. Terrible. Terrible. One week before my finals. One week before my finals, somebody called her Siobhan, and I was like, okay. Oh, no. And then just started calling her Siobhan, like it just always been the way, ah, Siobhan, you're right. Oh, my God, I was dying. <laughs> dying. Can't get any, can't, you can't really mistake Peter, can you? Or Emma. Mine's not even a name, mine's a sound. <coughs> That's it, isn't it? <coughs> it is. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just a sound. Yeah. No, I was actually just... It is just a sound. <laughs> I was clearing my throat then. Yeah, but in context, it is. <coughs> it's, yeah, it's my, it's my voice. It's the sound. It's the way it is. It's a great name, Emma. I like it. I love it. When I was growing up, I got about 15 people buying me the book Emma by Jane Austen. I like Jane Austen, but everybody was like, oh, look, a book yeah. called Emma. Let's buy it Emma. Yeah. But it's like, you only need it once. Oh, mattress is called Emma. That's completely different. That's not yeah. even anywhere. Nobody bought me a mattress. Yeah, if anyone's listening, which not, we don't <laughs> name our mattress like people name the car. You know. But that's not been something contextually the same as what I was talking about. It is. No, it's not. I'm saying that because my name was Emma, people repeatedly bought the book by Jane Austen called Emma. Nobody's repeatedly bought me a very expensive mattress. Tenuous links. It's like the five... Tenuous it's, links. It's like Ted Rogers in Dusty Bin. It's one of their clues. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> Three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this he was fast at that. He used to practice that every night, didn't he, Ted? Uh, this week's been a bit weird. Mm. Do you know yeah. why? Well, go on, tell me. I just don't think my jowl treatment's working. You don't think your jowl treatment's working? No. <laughs> no. I'm getting obsessed about my jowls. Yeah? Yeah. You don't have jowls. That's I've got thing. jowls starting. I can see them happening. <laughs> I can see them happening before my eyes. And so I've signed up for this treatment, haven't I? Yeah. And I... Apparently, it's meant to work. Well, I'm not convinced. No. I'm going to be honest. I'm about my fifth or fourth treatment or fifth treatment. And I thought by now, I'd basically like be like Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox again. You know? So it's just, just a like, blag, is it? all seems to go up. Well, no, apparently, it's so meant to work. It's an expensive face massage. That's what I think it might be. Yeah. An expensive face massage. But now I've started looking into more rigorous approaches. And I found this thing called Ulthera. It's apparently like this therapy that they put on your face. And it's meant to be agonizingly painful, but it's meant to make a massive difference. <laughs> but it's £1,500. 
They say you only need it once, but that might be because nobody ever goes back because it's so agonisingly painful. That's what they say, it's agonisingly painful. So what, painful. Well, have the, um, the pain of this sort of... No, it's just really painful. Is it? Yeah, and apparently people... Have they likened it to them. anything else? Oh, yeah, the pain. Agonising pain. Yeah, but you know, like <laughs> having a claw hammer smashed into your skull Side of your if head. that's agonizingly painful, that's probably that's, where we're at. Yeah, definitely agonizing. Apparently, it stimulates all this stuff, right? But it's meant to be amazing. And the FDA in America have actually said, yeah, actually, to be honest, it massively turns back time and in like a share kind of way. If I could turn back time. Or Mike from Neighbours. Is if he there? I could find re- that's my Mike, share voice. Yeah, it's Mike from Neighbours there, too. Why did he do a song called Turn Back Time? No, but he was in the time machine film. That's. That's not a tenuous link. That's ridiculously bad. But he he, he went back in time, he and then and then knocked it accidentally and fell asleep. Like knocked his head, and then went further in time ever known ever. And that Irish chick was there. What's her name? The singer, and uh, yeah, he ended up getting with her. I don't know what you're on about. You never seen the film The Time Machine? No. It's brilliant. Oh, I don't believe you. It's Mike from Neighbours. It's got Mike from Neighbours going apparently further in the future than anybody's ever been before <laughs> meeting an Irish girl. Why is the Irish girl there in the far-flung future? Do they all speak Irish? Is it a Gaelic city? It's some Irish singer, <laughs> some girl, some... Uh... <laughs> just come on. That's an Irish dancer. That's an Irish jig dancer. Come on. Hey, Mike. That's, that's, that's a natty salute. <laughs> she, she comes so an Irish dancer who's actually a singer comes on and does a natty salute. I mean, what sort of future is this? That was not a natty salute. I know it wasn't, I know. Not like uh, Jake Paul was doing on that, uh, yeah, that box. No one's going to know who Jake Paul is. People mm. who listen to this podcast don't know who Jake Paul is. No, they don't, do they? And they, we don't want to advertise him because he's a cretin. He is a cretin. Anyway, what I was saying about my jowl treatment, it's not working. This really, really painful one's meant to work, and I want it now. Is it, is it UK-based? Can you get it in the UK? You can, but it's £1,500. Wow. That's a lot of money. But I have seen the results, and it looks amazing. It like literally looks like somebody has just like got your face and yeah. just like shoved it all back in the right places. Can you actually ask to f- meet the people who are in those photos? Just so you can say, did you have this treatment? Or did you actually have a facelift? <laughs> You can't advertise people falsely. It's against the advertising standards. You know nothing. Mm. Well, That's why ad- you can't say a Mars a day helps you work, rest, and play because it didn't. It just made you fat. That's the yeah, truth. Yeah, and hyper. Yeah, iron brew. It's made from iron girders. No, it's not. Yeah. Can't even have a sense of humour anymore. Made from girders. Weren't allowed to like slap people around the face when they drank tango because that wasn't apparently approved. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a like you've been of, tangled, yeah. It's a lot of stuff that the fun police have ruined. Mm, I know. You know, adverts used to be funny. The fun police, what do you think they'd look like? I've just got this vision in my head of some I, really sort of know? tall, long, dark, like you can't see their eyes, the black down there, like a like a DC comic. I just think they look like normal coppers. Do you reckon? Because they really do drain the fun out of a lot of stuff. Yeah, they do. No disrespect to coppers, but I've met a lot of coppers without a lot of senses of humour. Like, literally, I've had jokes with them and it just fell flat on the face. Did I tell you about the time? I think I did tell you. That's not entirely true, actually. There was a time when they came around to my house to do a survey and as I saw them get out of the car, I screamed to my kids, kids, get inside and hide the drugs. (laughs) And they both properly laughed. And then when they actually got to my door, I opened it and I went, unless you've come to tell me that my ex-husband has been killed in a car crash, I do not want to see you. And they both laughed heartily at that. No, I mean, not I've that had, I wish uh, death on my ex-husband, but 
I do have like comedy Tourette's when I'm in nervous situations. And the other one was when the fire brigade came round. I remember I've told you this, but just for the joy of our listeners, this is actually what happened. It's real. Got a knock on the door. They were coming to fit. Back in the day, they used to give you these free fire smoke alarms. And they were fitted by the fire brigade. And actually, back in the day, they used to turn up in the van, like in the proper fire brigade. Oh, yeah, yeah, kids, yeah. kids would come out and be able to like have a look. So I got, I'd put myself in. I'd got them done. You had to do yeah. the survey. Well, it's more of an engine, really. Whatever. The fire van engine, whatever it is. Fire van. Whatever. Like a fire van, but a fire yeah, van. Yeah, so it was a... Fivon. Fivon. <laughs> a Fivon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's true, though. So the fireman turned up in the Fivon. <laughs> me mom, me mom. What was it? It's, it's just a Bebor or a Nino. It's a Nino. It's a Nino. Yeah. A Bebor's an ambulance and, and anything else is a police car. Anyway, so they turned up and they came in the house and I was really nervous. I was with my ex-husband at the time and I had two very little children. And I was in my new house. I'd only just moved there. And they came in and you had to do this like proper survey. It was a proper survey. And then it got on an exit strategy. And this guy looked at me and he went, what's your exit strategy? And I just went, well, basically just open the top window, throw the kids out onto the conservatory and just get out like that. And he went, that's a really terrible plan. Dead pan. Didn't take it as a joke. Literally thought that was my suggestion for an exit strategy. And when... Have you actually thought that the conservatory could be very hot? The glass could shatter and your children could fall into the flames? Yes, I have. That's why I'm joking about <laughs> it. So I then kind of went, right, okay. And it just got gradually more excruciatingly awkward oh, no. that I would try and crack a joke and the guy would just be like, it's like when I was the other week in a meeting. I'm going to get on the roof and I'm going to set a fire to see if anybody yeah. can see me in, in distress. And they'll be like, you're huh? but you're in a fire. Yeah, exactly. Well, one of the things, not so long ago, I was in a meeting with a barrister and it was about a share dispute and I made a joke about the fact it would be cheaper to kill my ex-business partner and he just didn't just even there. crack a smile and my brother had to kick me under the table. It's like, <laughs> what is it? Like, I can't help myself. In an awkward situation, I have to say something. I like that, mate, about you. Yeah, I, I know, but some people don't like that. You know, just, you know, it's like any awkwardness just... Just no, for you it does. Yeah. Lots of times it doesn't. Oh no, I've come across those people that have zero, zero sense of humour. That there are times that that's happened quite a lot with me. I'll say something and yeah. it's just deadpan, just like <clears throat> silence, just yeah, like a wet fart. Yeah, that's how it's gone down. Like a wet fart. Like a very, very, very awkward wet fart. An awkward wet fart. Well, it's awkward when you have a wet fart, isn't like it? Particularly in public. Do you remember my dad telling that story? Which one? Oh, you do remember it. My dad. When my dad was working, he was a salesman. Brilliant salesman for Dorma. If you listen back to some of these uh, podcasts, you'll hear a little bit about some of the people that he used to work with, um, invented the stapler. But anyway, that's another story. Long story short. And the spaghetti hoop catcher, (laughs) whatever it is. The pasta scoop. If you've listened to this podcast, you know what I'm on about. Anyway, so he was a sales rep, great sales rep, yeah. And he used to go to these uh, conferences every year. So they'd be like the place where the new displays would be out so my dad would go around make sure that all the displays were dressed so that the people who were buying those kind of products could go and see the different textiles that they had so one day my dad's there and he said oh my god emma i'm stood there i'm chatting to this guy he said and all of a sudden he said i smelt the worst shitty trump smell (laughs) he said and i thought god stinks he said honestly he said it was so overpowering he said i actually moved he said i moved 
he said, and then I walked around a bit. He said, anyway, he said, I'm chatting to number one. He said, bloody hell, he sits back in. He said, I'm thinking to myself, somebody's trodding dog dirt. It's as simple as that. He said, it's really, really I'm just remembering the story. Really now. under my nose. And then he, he carries on, he goes on all day and he just can, keeps just getting this whiff. Anyway, then he goes to the toilet and he realises he's shit himself. <laughs> oh, dearie me. <laughs> Not know that they've crapped in the pants. Well, was it coming through his trousers and stuff? No, no, it just like. This means that whenever he was sat, everybody else would have been sat there going, oh God, has he shit himself? <laughs> he had to take his underpants off and like, but they were a good pair, so he washed them in the oh, sink, dear. put them in a plastic bag and took them home. Always thrifty, always normal. There's nothing worse than smelling shit on clothes. <laughs> oh my well, there God. Is probably, there's a lot of things worse, you know. Get your head chopped off by an, uh, you know, combine harvester when you're just sat having a picnic with your family. You know what I mean? That's worse. <laughs> oh, as you can tell, the dogs are there again. We're in the kitchen and so the birds are tweeting. I like the fact that we do it in the kitchen. I do. I think it's great. I think, I think it... that firstly, it's a lot cheaper than a studio. And secondly, we can fit it around our time, which is an important thing to do. It is these days. What th- what's that award that the person gets for the stupidest death? Olivier. No, that's not. Uh, it's an acting award. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. That's that's an acting award. The wooden spoon. What is it? Oh, oh what is it? Oh, it's the, it's There's the, an award that you get for the stupidest death. I think somebody won it this week. And what was the stupidest death? He put a vest on that he thought was oh god, yeah, food, that was from and then he put a ten inch like knife, kitchen knife, straight through his chest. That was from Thornaby up in Middlesbrough area, Teesside, same place from my neck of the woods. That nobody will know where the, where it is. Twenty two year old kid. Yeah. I know. Killed himself. In his kitchen. In his kitchen with a 10-inch knife. Now, listen. That's not the stupidest death, though, is it? That isn't a stupid death. No, it's just a stupid death, but it's not the stupidest death. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Pete. I'm sorry. <laughs> the idea that it's not a stupidest death, that the person has firstly bought themselves what they think is the a stab food vest and hasn't thought, maybe I'll just test it yeah. when I'm not wearing it. And also... Who goes, oh, right, first go, I'll take a 10-inch knife. 10-inch knife. And it went all the way through. I know, it's terrible, that. That is a stupid death. I thought you meant like a silly death, you know, like as in like daft, you know. Death's never daft. You know, swallowing a firework and... That's never daft, though, is it? It's always... Well, it would be if it explodes your torso in half. (laughs) When did that ever happen? It's a silly death. Has it ever happened? Go you tell me you come up with a silly death now. You know, a silly, like, ha-ha death, you know um, <laughs> you know, he's swallowing a firework and exploding from the inside. A silly death. Yeah. You know, getting eaten by a load of goldfish. I think the stupid death. deaths are always around things like the person who puts the head inside the lion's mouth and then gets it bitten off. But or... it's not silly, is it? That's just like, oh, God, look what's happened there. Well, it's silly in the I'm fact that they didn't like, need to do it. You know, <laughs> you know like falling over... Uh, you know, into a wet towel, while then you know getting electric rolling cu- down yeah, hill, rolling down a hill, landing and landing, landing in a electric pylon wires that have come away, and then that's not a stupid death. That's a very bad luck. Yeah. That's just bad luck. It's not the same. There's no intent there. Yeah. It's when people do ridiculous things, like go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Stupid death. Yeah. Totally avoidable. Totally unnecessary. What were you really going to gain? That people used to do that. Well, we, they still do. They still do do it. Is that like Victorian times? They still of? do it. Yeah. People still do it. 
stupid death. Like, yeah. no sympathy. No sympathy for that death. Mm. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I know I'm not fair to a lot of people this. And I acknowledge that this is just me and my risk-averse nature in this situation. But anyone who climbs those massive mountains where you can die and people are just left on the ridges because they die, stupid like death. Kilimanjaro and stuff. Totally, totally unavoidable. Totally unavoidable. Mm. Why do it? I don't know. North Pole. Avoidable deaths. Yeah. Isn't it funny that people say if you're in the North Pole, everywhere you look don't south... Don't care. Don't care. No. Don't care. Because well, I is, don't agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't agree going I north. don't agree. No. Send robots. Send robots. To go and have a look at it instead of yourself. You know what I mean? But people want to do it, don't they? People want to do it, yeah. Explorers. It's like people do those bucket list things, don't you know. they? Oh, I want to I climb Kilimanjaro. I want to go to the Northern Pole, North Pole. I want to go down the Amazon and meet a tribe of potential yeah. cannibals, but just befriend them. And then, oh, they yeah. died on one of those journeys. You never know which one it's going to be, but they're always going to die. Yeah. Bucket lists are funny, aren't they? I want to go to the... We have bucket lists. Pachamichu. Mine's like eat at a Michelin star restaurant. We've done that once. We've done that once. Never going to do that again. I'll tell you, left hungry. Left hungry. Great. Lovely taste. Yeah. Every course. I want to go on that. Tiny, tiny. I want to go on that longest zip wire where you fly Yeah, longest zip wire. That looks good. Yeah, I want to travel. Yeah, maybe. Really hot countries again. Like the parachute. I want my jowls to go. Yeah. Anybody who's listening who's a plastic surgeon or has got one of these all all theory, whatever, all thorough machines that apparently like make your skin young and youthful again. Um, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. That's all I'm saying. Test me as you guinea pig. <laughs> Otherwise, it's probably going to be in five years, proper full facelift, just going to go for it. You're going to watch this video one day and there'll be a bit of a break and then I'll just be like this. Hello. And I'll just be, there won't be a line on my face. Not like. a line on my face. Because the thing is, right, Botox, I can't, I don't like it. No. I don't like it. I've tried it. I've tried it. I had it once, didn't I? And I looked like... Uh, you look like a Vulcan. like Vulcan. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not for me. No. I like being able to do that with my... I mean, you know, I like it. I like being able to move my eyebrows a bit. Yeah. It Also, it, what it does, it only freezes a certain area of your head. So, like, yeah. bits of your eyebrow yeah. can move up. But yeah. it only moves up in, like, a really... Like, a suspicious, fiendish kind of look. <laughs> you just... Not for me. I just want to get loads more tattoos. I know, but that's the great thing about being a man and not being like me. I can't go on to this morning yeah, with like a massive I, facial tattoo. I'd it's funny, isn't it? Because people are like, oh, men grow old gracefully and da 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 You know, and it's... You can say that, though, because you've got your hair. Yeah, I know. I have got hair. I know. My dad has never, ever here. got past it. I was talking today, your dad, about it, actually. I was having a conversation with Emma's dad. Uh, and I was just saying, save up. Because he's got loads of hair, like most, just at the front My bit. dad's not going to have a hair Well, he said if he won the lottery, he would. Of course, he won the lottery. Yeah, and I was just like, well, just oh, do it then. Oh, that's so sad. It's not that expensive, is it? I want my dad to have a hair transplant now. No, that's what I said. I said, well, we'll have to figure this out, Don. Oh, if anybody's listening and they've got a free hair transplant that they want to give my dad, that'd be dead nice. He's a lovely bloke. Yeah, he is. You'd make his week. No, or a f- hair transplant machine. That you can he has a two for one. <laughs> <laughs> two for one. <laughs> no well, no you know, jowls, more so hair. So he was like, oh, no, oh, if I won the lottery awards, so that actually means that... He would love one, but he, 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 you don't think he'd dare ask. I love that if you if I won the lottery. If I won the lottery. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If I won the lottery... He said he's like, I don't know what I'm I would look for. 25 within yeah. a moment, honestly. You already do look 25. What are you on about? Oh, Pete, you're honestly right. So I love you very much, but you're massively delusional. You're so delusional. It's lovely, but it's just not a good reflection. <laughs> Seriously, it's just not a good reflection. Honestly, if I believed the crap you came out with, yeah. I would embarrass myself a lot. I know sometimes I find it hard to believe that I believe the crap that I come out with I know. all the time. Did I just say that? Yeah. Mm. It's like when you went and got the ring valued 
Pete found some treasure. I did. I found some treasure. Found in our some house. treasure. It's like full treasure. I was digging on the side, uh, contemplating putting one of those sheds up against the house, and I realised no, it's not good for damp. And um, as I was digging all the stuff out, you know, and preparing it, I just came across it. It was like the, it was like Lord of the Rings. It is a bit like Lord of the Rings. Precious. Yeah. My precious. Yeah. And like I found it and I was like, ooh, it was quite heavy and it's small and we've had it for ages. So maybe there's some very small yeah. lady got murdered I and buried thought, in our but garden. But it's heavy, you know, it's, 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 it's a heavy ring. It it's, is. It's, it's, you know, um, so I just thought, we're not going to sell it because no, it's a bad, bad woman, karma. you know. Um, so I just took it to find out what it is and it turns out it's 22 carat gold and they didn't give me the weight of it, but it was pretty heavy. And she just turned around and went, give you 130 quid for it. Yeah, like, you know, like as if I'm just going to go, yes, you've just told me it's 22 karat gold, love. You know, and I know how heavy it is. Go on then, I'll snap your hand off. She's <laughs> like, come on. Do I look like I was born yesterday? Do I look like I need a bag of heroin? <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of benchmark that you'd accept. Well, you know it. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, go on then. I'll just give us a, I tell you what, just give us a tenner. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so true that, isn't it? But anyway, we've got a ring. I wonder what that story is of that ring. Yeah. It's really interesting to imagine that there'll be a story of love connected to it. That's why I can't get rid of well, it. Well, love, I mean, love and loss, isn't it? Yeah, literally loss. Yeah, that's we what found I mean. it. Unless it belongs to somebody's finger who's dead and the has been buried. Yeah. No, just like there must be loads of graves that come and go. You know what I mean? People deconsecrate land all the time. Well, I mean, oh, this... I where, did my you know what where we are finals under, in a see, church under trees like this as well in our garden as I said before in other podcasts we have we bought a property that has some big trees in the Got garden a little wood yeah a little wood and, and, and that's the type of place where people used to be buried yeah under so trees it so. could be just that it's one of those as opposed to somebody just yeah. losing it so when we're finished on this podcast I'm going to go outside in my digging spade and I'm going to go and look for bodies but we can't get rid of it because it could have some no, 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 associated no, no, with it yeah, love-wise and I can't do that. It's a bad omen. Yeah. It's been one of those things, hasn't it, where moving here has been a bit of an adventure. It is. It's like changing everything, isn't it? It's yeah. funny how you go through shades in your life and you never stop developing, do you? Like, as a human being, you're just consistently developing, consistently changing, consistently transforming. You'll note this because obviously over the next year, my jowls are going to disappear and I'm going to look incredibly youthful, obviously, because that's going to happen. But people are totally reinventing themselves and stuff. Mm -hmm. And this home is like one of those particular reinventions for you because you've gone from being kind of like a cool DJ to a middle-aged man within a few months. It's gone from being Pete, the down with it, musician, playing clubs, being a DJ, filmmaker to just missing a large belly. That's the only thing that you're missing now. Well, I'm not going to let a large belly because I'm not going to No, but that's happen. the bit of you that's missing. You're a dad. Yeah. You're officially a middle-aged dad. Yeah. Still got some uh, belters to make in the studio, though, so I'm still... Just take my time now, you know, when I'm ready for it. That's what middle-aged dads do. Yeah. They do, you know? don't they? Yeah, I'll take my time. So you've moved here and you've become a gardener. You've become a DIY expert. I do have... Po- I, I, I've, I've I, moved- I caught you sewing tight school pants the other day I and know. you're like, it's all Good changed. I do have two other podcasts, though. If people like the house music. Look at Dusted Manchester podcast and and Manchester After Hours. You need to put the links below. I will. I keep I keep forgetting that. Yeah. So if any of you want to see Pete in a more cool state than this, there where to go. I'll put some links on so you can have a look. I don't have any other podcasts because I don't have any cool interests. I literally sat with Pete the other day and I was like. You do realise we've got no friends. <laughs> it was like so bad. We just stay there and I'm like, we literally have <clears throat> no friends. No. We both seem to have like gone through life. I don't know if anybody can uh, can 
uh, feel what we're saying here, but it's, you know, there's, when we've had, I've never had a best friend. I've had good friends. I've never had a best friend for, yeah, never had a best friend that I've kept in touch with all the way through, you know, uh, which I don't, I don't know whether Carl it's Carl was me. a really good friend of yours. Yeah, Carl, Carl's a good, yeah, yeah. Uh, we lost touch for a bit and then we got, we got in touch again, you know, so, but we just, we're not, we're not, don't live near each other, so it's, you know. Um, Gary was a good friend. Gary's, yeah. I have got good friends, but because we don't live near you, you don't have best friends of people who right, live near you and you're with each other all the time from, you know what I mean? It's not so much from an early age, but you do get people with that. So I've just flitted through, through, through like life. A social Go, butterfly. Well, Friendship yeah, you butterfly. know, yeah, trying to be friends with everybody, really. You make, you make enemies in the way, but then you realise you get older and you sort that out. But, yeah, I've never really sort of had a best friend, you know, so... Uh, we know you did and stuff, you know, we know the, the background and that. Yeah, you consider it bitch died. I know. Thanks, Pam. Yeah, yeah. Cheers for that, mate. Yes, cheers, Pam. But, um, yeah, so we we sort of, we, we, when we've been busy all the time working, and I guess, I you're, I guess you're my best friend. Yeah, but you just travel through life. Just the two of the us. <laughs> I can make it if you try. Just the two of us. <laughs> I don't know the words. <laughs> you and I. <laughs> I won't make it on the X Factor, will I? Uh, no, but on a serious note, it's because you go through life just taking it for granted. Yeah. You do. You just like go to primary school and you're like, right, you'll be my mate because you stood next to me in the queue. Yeah. And then you go to like high school, you'll be my mate because you've got the same kind of hair as me and you look like you probably smoke or whatever. And then you go to university and you just meet like people that are in your kind of classes. And then you leave thinking that that's just how it continues. But then you get jobs and you get thrown together with people that you'd never be friends with. You have yeah. nothing in common with. And you always try and think and to you yourself. And you just have no way yeah. of kind of getting on with them at all. Yeah. I don't hate them. I don't hate them. I don't hate them. I don't have to go on with them. I'm not going to hang around with them. Yeah. But I work with them, so they might as well just be there. Yeah, yeah. I've had plenty of people. It's like not people like... and they'd be like, do you want to go on the works too? No. No, I don't. Never went on a work too. My entire life. Couldn't stand work too. Why do you want to go to work too? I literally have nothing in common with any of you, and I would yeah. rather just sit at home uh, and a wall. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how much I didn't want to go on work too's. <laughs> There's only a couple of people I got on with in certain works, you know. Um, but yeah, that's a whole different world of podcasts. You but know. we've just not managed to maintain friendships in the way that we should have. And now we're at the age where we should be going out with other couples. Do you think we're lazy? No, I think we were lazy. I think we've now realised that yeah. we are atoning for our sins. And yeah. that's why there's just you and me at night. Yeah. We, have a lot of, we have a lot of friends in London and stuff, though, don't we? That yeah. We'd, we'd, yeah, you know. totally. If we lived in London, we'd have an amazing yeah. social life. So if anybody's got a free house that they want to give us in <laughs> it's London, it's got to like, be at least four bedrooms so in the centre. Yeah. It would be amazing. Like, yeah, exactly. In London, we've got loads of friends. In London, I actually like feel like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Manchester, but in London, we've got loads of mates. But unfortunately, that's London, so we can't do anything about it. Yeah. It's a strange one with friendship because I look back and I just kind of think that I never really understood how important it was because I'd always assumed that I had Pam. So she was like my best mate. She was yeah. always going to be there. Like genuinely, I know that you just don't predict anything like your best friend dying at 43. That's just not on the cards. It's never on the cards. Like I look back at me and her and we were each other's insurance policy like all yeah. the way through. It was constantly that, you know, she used to come around three times a week sometimes, just sat on my counter having a natter and we'd always talk about the same stuff, you know, when we were older and she was going to have retrained as a landscape gardener and got a big house and 
another puppy because she'd always wanted another dog as well as the one that she had with Riz. And it was these conversations that you just took for absolute granted. And she filled so many different gaps for me. You know, she was the end of every thought process that I'd have about life. You know, she was the beginning of every conversation of what I was thinking of next. And she was the person on the train that I'd be texting just because I could. When I got in my car at the station to be the person that I'd leave a message singing down the phone and just being ridiculous with. She was the person who always left a message with, hello, Emma Louise Taylor, because that used to be my name. And it's like, we always had that thing, Pamela Ann Fairhurst, Emma Louise Taylor. And to not have her has left a massive chasm, which she filled. She managed to fill a lot of different needs within my friendship world. Like she was enough. I didn't really need anybody other than her. And like, obviously you later on, but she had been there from seven. And the idea now that I can't replace her is clear but that I wouldn't even know how to start building a relationship that had meaning in that way and that power. You know, she was the person that just lit up the room. I always say to you, she had a laugh that only laughed with me. Yeah. And I was the same with her, you know? Well, you grew up, you know, yeah. in school and, you know... It's All just, of it us. Is, it's difficult to... But also, she was just, just like me. We could just be like so, so, like bitter and like nasty and yet at the same time it was always meant with humor and stuff we could just kind of like be that way and she'd just say i mean you're terrible but she actually loved it and i kind of missed that interaction oh darn i know it's it's a it's a funny moment it's been outside it's got come in you and there's it's just to start get another best friend is just impossible. virtually impossible. You know, there's if, if you know it's got to be something in life that happens for where you meet somebody and it's just something like, oh right, you know, which but at this age it's, it's well no, I mean like you're my best friend now, but oh, it's yeah, a different it's, kind yeah, of best friendship, you know, because yeah. like who do I moan at when I don't like you? Yeah, that happens. Sometimes. Well, that's what you did with Pam and I. It's, it's I didn't actually moan too much because we don't really have a relationship where we do. Mm. But there might be a time where I literally look at you and want to despise you. It does happen <laughs> during periods of life, and she would be the person that I'd call. Whereas now I'd just be like, Ugh, I can't call my mum because my mum's always on your side. Yeah. What's that about? What is that about? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just like throwing it out there to any other disloyal family members, but. Pete can do no wrong. Occasionally, when we've argued, occasionally, I have sentences like this thrown at me. He's a broken man, Emma. He's a broken broken man. You know, not to throw out the fact that I might have feelings involved. As far as my family is concerned, (laughs) you're a really nice guy and I must be doing something wrong if we've fell out and that I must forgive you. So bad. It's obviously one of those times, one of those things like when you were a kid and like whenever you went on your mates' houses, You'd walk in like to their mums and dads, you'd just be like an angel. <laughs> yeah. You'd leave, you're like, right, <laughs> back to myself. <laughs> Saying that, your, Hello, mom, your mum and dad always would believe that I was the one who was the right. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, would, yeah. that is the way oh, it goes. Oh, it's our Pete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's done a Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, he's done a Mike. You know, it's, uh, yeah, no, best friends. I mean, I've never really had one, so I don't really know. But, you know, it's, um, I don't know if I could, you know, to be, to be fair, I think I've been lazy. I don't think I could have been asked. I think it's just like, yeah, 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 let's all do, you know, then when you're just like, I sort of had some good friends like that, you know, and it could have become a best friend, but then I just didn't make it. So I just thought, I don't want to, I can't be, just can't be bothered with that. 
probably end up fighting with them. <laughs> it's really weird now because Tide and Evan are growing up. Again, if you've listened to this podcast, you already know who Tide and Evan are. They're our kids. But Tide is 16 this year. November. And he hardly wants to go out at night because kids are kicking off with each other in our area. Mm. So, like, we live in an area that's, like, okay. It's, like, middle ground, isn't it? It's got kind of people who don't have very much. It's got some people who have a great deal, I guess. But for the most part, pretty much average Joes. That's the way it is around here. Yeah, like a lot of northwestern, north northeastern. Yeah. You know, probably I'd say northwest, little, northeast. Little little towns, yeah. little, little villages. We're in a little village, but... Yeah. Basically, it ain't no moss side, you know what I mean? It ain't no kind of like moss, hardcore yeah. mank town. So to some degree, you've got a lot of kids trying to play it being grown and hard. Yeah. So it's really sad to like listen to Tide and Evan talking about the fact they cannot be bothered walking outside at night. Because as far as they're concerned, there are kids coming down from neighbouring places mm. because they feel they can exert power over this area. Calling and, it, and then they call themselves gangs, which a is... A lot of our is... friends are struggling with their kids because their kids, they're wanting to be cool. Because that's the thing when you're a kid, isn't it? And if any of you are listening and you are young, and I know that I do have some people who listen to us who are young, it is that recognition that it's a really challenging place to be these days because, you know, you say something wrong on social media or you post a video that somebody doesn't like on social media or you talk to a girl or a boy on social media and all of a sudden you're targeted. And I look at the way that our kids are now struggling to even consider going out, not because they're afraid, they're both hard lads, they both do jujitsu, they work out every night, you know, somebody took them on, they'd take them down, but the point is they don't want to do that. Well, that's that's one of the things with jujitsu, you know, you train yourself to look after yourself. Uh, and then, you know, it's only there if, if it's needed, you know. Because, it's so weird, though. Yeah. Why are kids doing it all the time? I don't know, but it is a little bit different. I mean, it was always there when we were growing up, wasn't it? The violence, the fighting and stuff. But it's it's sort of because of the social media element, it's easier to go, it's easier to look at, it's easier to talk, chat, immediacy there. Like we chatted before, you know, the the social media thing. If you don't, if you, if you embrace it, fair enough, perfectly, it's okay, it's good. But, you know, if it's used to... It's detrimental to some people, isn't it? You know, especially with with young people these days, it's a whole different ball game. So the, the sooner sort of older people and adults get to grips with it themselves and realise that it's moving forward, it's never going to go back. Mm. You know, this is the future, and we've got to get a, a handle on how to how to say you know the handle you know from the mental health issues around it through to you know the self esteem issues around it you know through to the violence mm. through to the you know it, it's it's I mean imagine if I had social media when I was doing raids, dead. yeah. You know, I mean, especially with raves, I'd have like, you know, 5,000 people would turn up to my raves. I'd be a success in that way, but I'd be in jail. You know what I mean? There'd have been good parties. There would have been brilliant bloody parties. We used to do just by word of mouth. Didn't even put any notices out. Nothing, no phone numbers, nothing, word of mouth. Those were the days. And we'd just sit there and go, if you build it, they will come. Kevin Costner, you know what I mean? That's my model for everything, Kevin Costner. Build it, they will come. Build it, they will come. I was talking to my mum yesterday, and she was talking about drugs and the fact that she'd like to see cannabis legalized for medicinal use because she'd like it yeah and i was saying to her well i just as i've said before legalize all drugs and she was asking me about the different drugs and i was telling her about ecstasy and just how she would be if she was on ecstasy and stuff like that um and also kind of how i can have those conversations with her but with my own children i don't want them to ever kind of feel pressured to take drugs. Yeah. They're like, I have a completely different mindset to when I was a child, now as a mother. You know, it's like, I just want them to be safe. Yeah. But I was kind of saying to my mum, it's really funny because back in the day, I used to go to raves all the time with my friend. And 
we would literally turn up. She'd always drive. She had a Morris Minor, so she'd drive us there and we'd just go and we'd party. And I just used to think, God, this is the friendliest place in the world, yeah. Mm. And I was so green back then. I didn't have a clue that people took ecstasy. Yeah. I literally didn't have a clue. So I was like 17 and 16 going to these places. People were dancing, smiling, connecting, hugging. And I was like, wow, this is the best place in the world to be. And I didn't know that anybody was high. It took mm. me about genuinely about two years to yeah. realise that was ecstasy. Well, if you look, if you look back, um, for people to get the try and get the vibe, if you don't know what we're talking about, the vibe of it, if you just go online and look at the warehouse rave parties in the daytime and stuff like oh, that. Oh, they're crazy. You know, and you'll see them online. Oh, they've been on for 24 hours. Yeah, you know, you'd, you'd see them in big warehouses. Everybody's yeah. there just dancing. It's literally everybody is and there just dancing. every single one, somebody would be entirely naked. Yeah. There would be a guy halfway through a <laughs> rave who would just take all his clothes off and yeah. he'd just be there we had that. completely we had, naked. We had those people that I was, yeah. It was something about the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Well, we did it in we did it on the sea. I was, we were on the beach. Or yeah. on the front, you know, they were they were down on the that. seaside, really. There were seaside raves, so you know, you'd have people in the, in the bloody sea. I mean, we 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 at one point we had fireworks and everything. We had like some guys rocked up. One of the guys who actually helped organise a few of them rocked up with like just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of like commercial fireworks that he'd had stored. It was like he'd got them from a um, know, some deal somewhere, That's brilliant. and we just literally waited and we lined them all up across. It must have been a good hundred meters of of fireworks across the front of the sea, you know, and um, then we all set them off at, I don't know, three o'clock in the morning. Your dad used to work for the police, though, and he used to get a phone call, and you'd be like, Pete, they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> get the stuff back, put it away. But that was by the end, the, the ones before that, the police had come down and, and they'd just see that, you know, because we used to tidy up afterwards, you know, it'd take us a pretty long time, but they'd, they'd do that. And, um, the community order bill, wasn't it? It just screwed it up completely. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, it came in where we were, and it was like more than, than three, three or four, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's classed as a, a, a riot. Yeah, it's just so bad. It was the same for me because I was a hunt sab, so yeah. that was considered breaching that when I was a hunt sab. Yeah. You know, Maggie and all of those Tories yeah. knew exactly how to affect the popular people, you know, like the people who were trying to make changes. And mm. I just remember the best times at raves. They were the places that you just ended up, even when I went and lived in Swansea and I was like going out to West Wales and stuff, you know, you'd end up at these farmhouses and like they'd be full on light shows and mm. like you'd just be stood there with a group of strangers just being like, yeah. what are we doing? And my, it was my just biggest, amazing. My biggest regret of doing those raves, um, I think I'd get away with it now if I knew somebody about it, is... I, when I first got, I think it was even before I went to Saltburn, I'd been down there. Um, no, it was, I'd, I'd lived in Saltburn, I'd, I'd come across a, a, race, a small party rave. It wasn't a rave, it was just a small party at some point, and it was down on the beach. But what these guys had done, so and these were like the old, old school, these were like, these are obviously the, the, the old acid house heads <laughs> from the beginning of, of when it first came, you know, the early 80s, because I was only young then, so, but they were still around. And they'd come on with a tractor and a boat, <laughs> you see, because it was on the beach, so we had to. Yeah, well, so we had to. We struggled sometimes getting all stuff across. So we'd had everybody carrying it, so you see, like you know, fifty people carrying all this gear, you know. But these guys, these were old school, and these had like these had a big lighting rig, but they had it on a. They, they obviously were fishermen as well, so they had a tractor and they had a boat. So what they were doing is bringing it, it getting onto the beach, and a tractor and a boat and using the boat. As a stage, yeah, so you, you know, could just get away uh, and, 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 and I just, I just didn't know anyone with a boat, oh. you know. And then the boats are pretty big. These, like, imagine, think about sort <coughs> of a, a massive rowing boat-looking thing, you know. So 
it's like from Whitby, you go fishing in, you know what I mean? But so they're quite big, so they've got quite a big, but then with all the big old tractor things, you know, that goes on, that go on the beaches. And they're obviously parked up in Saltburn, where we were from, and they'd pull it along. Might even come in the water to get there, you know what I mean? But it was just so ideal. And you're thinking, oh, I can actually, that's the way of getting onto the beach, because it's all locked up now, you see. Mm. That's the way of getting onto the beach with a boat. So then you can just stick your gear on it and off you go. You know I do I mean? wish you could just go and hold parties places. because As long as you're tidied up. It's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, saying that, sometimes I do think that that inner child in me should just shut up and stop. Because <laughs> I'll example this now. This is me and Pete talking about raves <coughs> and knowing full on well that we're a bit too old for it. Like, we went to Glastonbury, right? It's the first time I'd ever been to Glastonbury, yeah. And I might have talked about this before. Have I talked about this before on this I think podcast? Think we've mentioned about the. Bear in mind, Glastonbury didn't enjoy it at all. Five days wasted, as far as I'm concerned. Too commercial, terrible toilets, and genuinely, it wasn't for me. No thanks. Maybe it's my age as well. Back in the day, I'd have probably liked it more, but too commercial, too commercial. But. We do have moments where we lose sight of our age and who we are. And this is a prime example the other night where we got very drunk on gin. I woke up the next morning and I had a confirmation thing from Jet 2 (laughs) for a four nights in Ibiza that we booked. Because we want to go and see Eric Prince. And we booked it. And I didn't remember until the next morning I had a confirmation of flights. I'm like, what? Although testaments to my abilities during being drunk to actually do well, I'd even find somewhere which was highly rated and very reasonable. So I paid for that. So we're actually going to go to Ibiza, aren't we? So we're podcasting about that. Going to Ibiza. Yeah. We're going to go and see Eric Prids. Well, yeah, it's not his Halo show, his Halo show, but it's almost, it's, 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 it's going to be elements of it, and then it's high in high Ibiza. It's the, the old space, but it just looks like it is. He, he's just took it to the next level, Eric Prince. People think of like, call on me, but it's not. It's you know, it, 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 he has some commercial stuff, but his stuff is is uh, his shows. Are, are, I can't are amazing, believe we bought so. that though. I know, but you know. Ibiza exhausts me just when I get off the plane yeah, and look at people. I'm just like, oh, you're all too messed up. When yeah. I look in the clubs, we always end up saving people as well. Yeah, well that we're, is we're, the thing. This year, we're going to go to Ibiza town and walk about, shop. Oh, and we're just chilling. And, yeah. But I want to go to that show. Yeah. But I know what will happen again. We'll end up looking after lost souls. It happens every single time we're in a club. It's like they have some kind of thing where they go, oh, that could be my mum or dad. And they just walk <laughs> over and they're like, oh, I'm in a real mess. And we end up looking after people. We haven't once had to leave somebody propped against the wall after looking after them for hours. I know. Do you know We're what I mean? We're going home now. <laughs> Honestly, the states people get in, like I'm all for having a good time, but yeah. there are limits, aren't there? Yeah. And I'm refusing this time. I'm refusing this time. No, we're going to go. Time. We're going to go there and I'm do going our to own dance. Thing. Yeah. I'm going to dance. I want to go and sit on the dance. beach for a couple of days We're as going well. to sit on the beach. We're going to dance. We've not got anyone to look after the animals or the kids yet, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. If anybody wants to write in or leave a message about wanting to come and do that for us, that's cool. <laughs> 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 we'll have to vet you first, though. You know what I mean? No pun intended there. Mm. No. Oh. I'm not secretly advertising for somebody to come and take my kids. I do no, have parents. Not. But I was just, it was a joke. It was, it was, it was animals. And I, I said we'll have to No vet pun you. intended. Vet you first. I, yeah. Yeah. I got it. Did I got you? it right back at the beginning. Did you? What? I did. Right. But I'm glad that you felt the need to explain something that was yeah. a very basic yeah. joke. You, you haven't squeezed any uh, accents in this week. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I haven't got a clue what you mean. That's a good Welsh. I used to live in Wales. 
It was all right. Gavin and Stacey. They don't really like us in Wales, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Particularly I in love, the north. I love how you squeezed it in there, though. <laughs> well, you can't clang, even clang, clang, Dudno. Wait, wait. Clang, Dudno. Yeah. I used to live in Gassinan. Just outside of Swansea. It's a great name. Thank you. Yeah. It was very, very nice. I got very drunk on Three Cliffs Bay with my mother. That's like you're Irish, no? Well, no, that wasn't Irish. Wasn't it? If oh. I was going to do Irish, I'd do that. <laughs> and it'd be a soft kind of Irish accent because I can't really do the strong one. So, bird, bird, to be bird. sure. Yeah, potato. Potato. Yeah. I like anyway, why are you trying to get me to do accents? Well, it's just because we're coming to the end of the podcast hey. and I've actually... Hey! 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 Hey, hey. 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 what are we doing? Well, 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 what are we trying? Well, Italian. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour, je m'appelle Pierre. Uh, oh. I like some onion. I like some aliole. I like some umbrella. I like some bibliothèque, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> on chèque, Avez-vous? on dishes. Avez-vous un demi kilo fromage, s'il vous plaît? <laughs> Parce que je suis très femme. Fermez la bouche. On règle. Continuez. J'habite en Saltburn. Non, j'habite en Mbele. <laughs> Je m'appelle Pierre. <laughs> See? There you go. Yeah. And on that note, we'll uh, come to the end of our podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. We haven't made sense of anything today. I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you've let me dress like this this week, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate that. Instead of uh, last week when we had a comment saying, why have you let him dress like this? Oh, I know. <laughs> but you know I've actually worn a jacket today to try to disguise my white <laughs> top <laughs> and what a great jacket it is yeah it's, is it the same one or is it a different stripy one no it's I have quite a lot of stripy ones as you know but this jacket is the jacket that about four weeks ago my brother went Emma when are you going to get yourself a new jacket it's wrecked and I went Ash, it's meant to be like this. And you went, no. <laughs> you went, no. It's it. nonsense. He said, Emma, I remember when that jacket was very nice. And you went, no, Ash, it was a different jacket. In the end, I had to get the picture. But he went, oh, yeah, no, it is exactly yeah. the one that you're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, for God's sake. You, you buy the jacket like that. It's, you know. Six years old this absolutely. year. Credit Six to, years old. Credit to all saints, that. Yeah, no. Credit to me for buying a jacket that looks old. And therefore, as it gets older, it just looks as old as it ever did. So yeah. it just always looks old. I'm going to mentally high-five you over the microphones. <laughs> Join us next week. Be happy. Be happy.